Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran, and I'm joined by a very, well, I didn't know if you're going to make it this morning, Rob, very semi-sick Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, Todd. Yeah, uh, I think I caught something at PodCon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I got lucky and dodged a bullet. Of course, I had a little runny nose, but nothing like, you sound like you've just got, <laughs> it's, I know it's just really more of a sore throat at this point. Just, oh no! But but that happens um, this time of the year. It's uh, happens to everybody, I think. So, yeah. So we may be going a little slow today. <laughs> yes, slow and short, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but boy, oh my God, there is an incredible amount of stuff going on in the news and I know you know people are like oh my god your guys' show is going to be like 3 hours today and I'm like well maybe not <laughs> no that's right so um before we get into the Apple podcast stats and announcement the IB announcement let's just take some time and tell those that weren't there um what uh, what we found at Podcon and Jen, to save your voice I I I think if it's okay, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, I uh, <clears throat> there was a couple of things that stuck out to me. And let me just set the stage a little bit. Um, big hall, not very many vendors, maybe 10 uh, vendors. And then activity centers. And... I, I kind of walked around because I got there just as the show opened. I flew in Saturday morning and uh, Mackenzie, one of my team members from Blueberry, met me at the door and put my badge on. And, and as she's walking in, I said, you go ahead. I'll, I'll kind of do a, you know, roundabout scan here real quick. And there was this wall that was empty and there was a little signboard next to it. And it said, use this area to create fake um, podcast um, podcast show flyers, announcements. Basically make a, and they had materials there, scrap paper and newspaper stuff and all kinds of things that people could creatively use to make a fake flyer for a newspaper. And I, and I kind of looked at that and quite frankly, I kind of, rolled my eyes <laughs> and um, I'm not a creative type at all. And, and I just walked away and I got to the booth and set, you know, got to start to talking to people. And within about 30 minutes, I realized there, this is, this is a completely new demographic of potential pod curious fans podcasters this is this was unlike anything i have seen anywhere else rob what do you think about this? is that is that a true statement yeah i mean it's a completely different age group yeah and demographic group that has an interest in podcasting now they were very creative and passionate people i i call it kind of the the young storyteller class um and it's really that simple. This is the Comic Con generation. This is the same people that uh, uh, built early shows on on YouTube. Um, but you know, YouTube has been around a while now, so this is a new group of of uh, podcasters that are 
all of a sudden got really, really interested in podcasting after a few podcasts came out, um, like Lore and and others out there that were um, had kind of a fantasy aspect to them, and it really got them uh, really connecting up with uh, characters. And they would come to this show dressed in characters, like what they do at Comic Con. Yeah, um, and there was so probably, comic, yeah. Go go ahead, Todd. There was probably what thirty, forty that were dressed up in podcast Ooh. character. So the characters from lore or characters from different podcasts, they were dressed up Comic Con style as yeah. those characters, and yeah, so. As we talk to people, and they're very polite, very nice, um, little socially awkward, but you know, very creative folks, friendly. I, I, I could be honest with you, really friendly, really yeah. friendly crowd, very polite, and not a single one. Not I. I think I ran into two or three podcasters that had regular shows. Let me let me let me. Let me I shouldn't say that that way. Had more shows that I'm accustomed to, to hearing from at events like this. So I think as I talked to one guy that's uh, got a current sports show and um, a couple others, but like one, two, three. And then I talked to two, three hundred that all they wanted to create was a storyline type of show that revolved around a certain topic, um, maybe even completely scripted. This yeah. was a and I was, and I've been saying for a long, long time, and, and those of you that have followed me, we need more storytellers in the space. There's a lot of storytellers right now. Don't get me wrong. But we need more of this class of storytellers. I, and, and we'll see what develops from this group. Um, I, I'm pretty excited to, to this, you know, brand new, it was just different. It really was. And that board, that board that I kind of, you know, when I first saw it, kind of did the eye roll on, it was plastered end to end, both sides, people sitting around the tables. I took pictures. I, 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 was, I, was ast- I mean, literally, I was astounded because I, I, I don't think we'd have seen that at any other type of an event. And it was, I mean, I'm like, wow. I have no artistic ability, none. I draw when I draw pictures of people. It's uh, like a third grader stick figure. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the extent of my artistic ability. But these folks are. I mean, I I just I, I and I took snap 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 with my phone each section, and I'll I'll see if I can post some of that up on Facebook. But it's it was really. Um, from a crowd standpoint, I was in, I was thrilled and all over the place. Uh, of course, a heavy Seattle centric group, but also Europe, um, Australia, yeah. uh, yep. you know, there wasn't as many of those, but people came from, uh, you know, a long ways. Well, and also, you know, all around the country too. It wasn't just a Seattle right, event. Right. There was people there from Canada and Chicago. People there and- from down in California. Yeah. There's a lot of people from California yeah. there. East Coast folks, absolutely. Yep. Yep. But there was, you know, in, in all saying all that, it's a first-year event, and we've got a lot of feedback for that team. Um, the, the session rooms were 
way over there. Like a, yeah. I think someone said a five, at least a five minute walk uh, yeah. to the session rooms, but they had enough activities in the, uh, where the small number of exhibitors were that, that they were all, you know, they all came to uh, the hall to do stuff. Now, Rob and I were on the uh, scavenger hunt uh, path and we both gave away prizes. Uh, Spreaker did, Blueberry did. Um, matter of fact, I haven't heard who won yet. We haven't been notified to to get their price to them. So um, we'll have to reach out to the PodCon team. But the, uh, the thing that was... Uh, Amazing to me is people would stand three, four deep, politely waiting in line to talk to us. And they just didn't come out and say, give me my sticker. Um, it was, uh, what do you guys do? You know, how can you help us? Uh, actually asking questions. And I, yeah. and if they were a listener, said, I'm a listener. I'm not going to do a podcast. And, you know, we gave them a sticker and off they went. But uh, I, I don't know. I was just, I was just thrilled. Yeah, I had as many as... Um... <clears throat> five or six people, maybe higher than that, um, at my booth all at the same time. And so yeah. I had to give a a presentation to large, <laughs> I mean, fairly large groups of people at the same time. Because if I, w- I was the only one there. I mean, Todd, yep. I, I, we, you had some help. Yeah, Mackenzie and but, I were tag teaming. Yeah, yeah, I take one on each side, yeah. <clears throat> yep. But I I would present the speaker platform to groups of people, not yep. just individuals. And, uh, and that's kind of unusual. I don't typically do that at at trade shows. I think the only time I did that really in the past was at the NRB when I was the only one working the booth at the, at the national religious broadcasters conference. But, um, but yeah, it's, we usually come with a bunch of people. We just didn't know what to expect at this show. Um, and then, then when I got there, I, I kind of got it, you know, I kind of got it. I didn't really get it. What was going on with this event before I got there. Right. Uh, Me me too. Couldn't really tell. You couldn't really tell from their, their list of speakers um, or the topics um, that this is what was really going on. Yeah. What do you think the head count was? I, I said there was probably close to a thousand people there. I was thinking between a thousand and 1200 is my, that's my guess. Yeah. So overall, you know, I've just pretty jazzed with the, with the entire, you know, with the entire turnout of the event it really was. And I, but Todd, I, it's it's going to be interesting, you know, at the final um, closing kind of ceremonies that they did. Um, Hank Green, who's the the organizer of the event, uh, was a little wishy washy about whether or not it was coming back. Do you think they were expecting three thousand people, like they get at VidCon? I think they get six thousand people. Oh my! At VidCon. Really? Yeah, it's a much bigger event, so they may have been hoping for two to three thousand at least. Hmm. But it is, uh, I mean, it is the largest first-year podcasting event that I've ever seen. Oh, by far. Yeah. But it may not be enough for those guys. Yeah. That, it, I don't know. It's a big venue. But but I'll be honest with you. Um, it is a demographic that... That's real. It's real and underserved, you know. There's but really, it's there, and we didn't really know it was there. No, uh, didn't even know. And it's... And it is very much linked up with Comic-Con. I mean, I've seen yeah. a little bit of this at Comic-Con. I used to go go to that conference down in San Diego, and it was uh, very much like this. But most of the podcasts about TV shows and, and comic books have been 
more about, you know, fan podcasts. It yeah. wasn't uh, groups of, of teens getting together and creating uh, an audio drama. And that's kind of what we're looking at here. This is, this is what's unique about this, uh, is that some of these um, folks that came out to my booth were talking, you know, working with their friends to, you know, one, one was a writer and then another one, you know, a, a few of them that were kind of trying to become actors and they were trying to work together to come up with, a, a you know, another lore or another storytelling podcast that would hit the big time and, and maybe become a TV show or a movie or something. That's what their ambitions were. Yeah. And it was a definitely an 18 to mm, 32, 22, 33, 23, the the whole range. But I definitely was feeling, I was, we were, we were the old guys. We were definitely. We probably would have been, be honest with you, strategy wise, better served to, um, you know, send the youngest people in the office to that event. Yeah. Um, no, I I thought about that a lot afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Todd, Todd did not need to be there talking to these young creators, you know, because yeah. they look at me like, you know. So I t- deferred as much as I could to Mackenzie. Um, yeah. just the different, you know, the closer age. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, yeah, it was it was a de- definitely an interesting event. I, I'm excited. I'm just I'm thrilled uh, where this potential group could go. And someone took offense to something I said on face on Twitter about you know about these. You know, they said, "Well, there's creators out here already." Well, we know <laughs> we know there's creators out there. We we need need more creators. And these are you know these are really it's it's a really different group. A different demographic, but, not, but but we didn't know that there was uh, no creators that were 16, 17 years right, old that were doing this. Right, right, right. And you or know, and, wanted to do it or yep. wanted to do it is probably a better yep. one. And coming come to me with ideas that I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm just like that just that just came out of your mouth. <laughs> wow, I was like, wow, you know, I was like, holy cow. So, um, well. One example here that will kind of clarify what we're saying here is though the woman that hired me into the Zoom job to run podcasting at 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 Microsoft, uh, she was my you know my manager for about a year and a half. Um, her daughter went to that event. If that tells you who we're talking about here, right? Isn't so that- it's it's like I mean, really, even my daughter who's twenty eight. Um, wouldn't go to this event. Yeah. So, so anyway, that was PodCon. And, um, so the PodCon team, if you guys want to chat, I think we're, we're more than happy to give you feedback. If you decide you want to do year two, I think you can have a much, a much bigger event, a follow on year, just need some tweaks, uh, to the platform. Cause there was a couple of podcast, like one-on-one type of sessions that, uh, uh, um, from what Dave Jackson was there, part of uh, helping the uh, podcast team, was yeah. a little uh, cringeworthy. Um, from some of the advice that they had were giving out. So, uh, again, none we didn't know any of the speakers. I, I mean, to a to a person, I didn't know any of them. Knew the shows uh, that were there, but uh, not some of the presenters. I was completely oblivious to some of the folks that, or most of the folks that were there. 
So, Rob, uh, a couple things. Do we want to talk about the uh, the Omni disclosure? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I think we should. So, Omni earlier Maybe this more you should because I can't <laughs> speak very well. <laughs> well. Omni released uh, a blog post, and uh, we think they did it largely because Apple was getting released their podcast stats, and they released their secret sauce to how they were measuring uh, plays in the IB, I mean, on IB, in the Apple podcast app. So we had asked them to come on multiple times and defend their claims, and, and, and they refused. Um, to come on the show and and talk about it. But it turns out that, uh, as we kind of suspected, uh, progressive downloads, progressive downloads yeah. was, was part of their equation, <laughs> which yeah. is not new. Um, but what they did do... Well, and it's not what they claimed they were doing either. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> but they... They purposely throttled mobile connections and made the download slower on purpose. So they could track the the progressive download playback. Right. So they purposely made the experience for their listeners worse, slowed the speed down of the audio delivery file so that all the chunks wouldn't get delivered at once. So in other words, when you have a when you have a slower delivery of a file, the it'll 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 do a little bit at a time. When you have a good connection, it goes chunk 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 and it delivers it all. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'm just like, okay, that's how you did it. Okay. All right, touche. But at the same time, <laughs> Uh, it's not uh, exactly what they would they have been played. better off not saying anything. They would have been better off not saying anything. They they shouldn't have because yeah. th- th- there's been a lot of back channel uh, discussion about this, <laughs> yeah. and um, we've been doing progressive download and measurement for many many years and measuring the number of chunks of a media file that has been delivered, but still it didn't paint the whole picture. It gave them about this much (laughs) of an insight into what, what was happening. But Todd, they were claiming that that was a glimpse into um, playback after download. Right. As I recall. Right. Playback after download. We are measuring that. No, they were not. Absolutely not. So, you know, we got, we got crushed. We got blasted in the face by, I did, especially by a certain reporter. I hope you're listening. How, how do you feel? How do you feel now that you got duped? That's the question. Um, and and, and we, we, we all know how media is delivered. And we're not, we've been around this game long enough. And we know that you can't measure. Now you can. Now you get the data from Apple. <laughs> At least well, on the partial, a data, partial really. data on the podcast yeah. iOS app. So, you know, I, again, um, it, it just, it, it, 
it's it's funny how the, they they shouldn't have said nothing. They should have kept their mouth shut <laughs> because we wouldn't have never we, they would have been off the radar. We'd have never talked about them again. Yeah. So anyway, it, it is what it is. Okay. So um, big, of course, uh, Apple did promise between Thanksgiving and about the fifteenth of December that they would launch the podcast analytics, and yes, they are on the street. Fourteenth, they were made live. Uh, I, I'm not hearing a lot. We're, we're listening to what podcasters are having to say, but it's eerily quiet. Any, any thoughts to that, Rob? I'm, I'm, I'm surprised there isn't already people f- flipping out. Well, I think to some degree, and this was happening early on um, when they announced it, is people are having a hard time finding it in the in the interface. Um, it's in a it's in an area that you wouldn't necessarily go click on. Um, so that's part of it. Um, I don't know if you got that feedback or not, but it's up right next to the the iTunes Connect logo. Mm-hmm. Um, off off to the right, there's like a little uh, drop down. Well, there was a little. There. I saw an actual icon that said. Uh, stats or something to that effect or metrics or there was a did you i didn't see that if i go to the actual my podcast area um it doesn't actually give you any leads into that uh and and i was actually on a laptop when i was looking at it and i i logged in and i could see that my show listings and then i yeah maybe there was maybe i clicked up on the top to figure out where the stats were but anyway it doesn't it's not that hard to find but yeah Let's talk about what did you see, Rob, in your data? Um, I, well, let's talk about this show. I, I sent some screenshots over and see if I can find those. The, the thing that blew me away was that, you know, you know, this show we do 90 minutes, right? And sometimes we ramble. So for this show... Um, you guys stay with us about, it looks to me, um, on, on, on the last show we did an hour and 14 minutes, their average consumption was 134%. So that means some of you listened twice on the week before uh, when we did a 54 minute show, you guys only stayed about three quarters of the way through the show. And that show, we kind of, we kind of ran out of stuff for you. So I'm not surprised. And then on the hour and 18 minute show, three episodes ago, you guys hung out to um, 80% with this. Now, average wise across all the episodes that they've measured so far, um, high nineties for this show for, um, you know, how long you have hung um, with the show once you start listening in the podcast iOS app. But the data is a little thin right now. Um, Yeah. And I, and I think some of you are going to have more questions because the first thing I did was I took Apple's number and I, I went down to a day, a very specific day. And then I loaded my blueberry stats and I loaded this episode and I went to a day and I went to the iOS app and I looked at the Delta. Now, the big confusion, this is where people's heads are going to explode. Uh the pod in in iOS 11 they made some changes and 
what's happening now is the user agent being presented by and, and this and I don't know Apple did this on purpose because of the stats. It has me suspicious. But if you play a, a show on an Apple device or you use the iOS app to play the show, the user agent shows up the same. It looks the same. There's no discernible difference between them. So your number, and this is it's going to be this way unless we figure out a way to subdivide it again. In all of the podcast hosts, your iOS number is going to be bigger than than the number Apple's giving you. And, but I think what it's also going to tell you is um, number of subscribers versus number of people that come in and actively play. And I'm trying to get my head wrapped around that dynamic and I need to spend a couple of weeks looking at how this tracks out. But I think we're going to be able to tell very, very quickly what the ratio is, at least I'm thinking, and it would be better, Apple, if you're listening, please, please, please give the podcast iOS app a unique user agent so we can we can see when it downloads and when it plays that it is different than someone in in just a, a, a browser or whatever. Okay, please do that so that we can break the iOS app out um, separately. Um, So there's going to be a delta. You're going to have a higher number and people are going to say, well, my stats are wrong. Apple says 82 and you're saying 164. You know, what's the real number? And it's the 164 is the real number because, again, it looks the same in the log data. Yeah. Now, Angela would have to come in and do the technical description of this. This is what he's told me is what I understand. Because, you know, I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, why? You know, I'm doing this. Why Why is this a delta? Why is there a difference here? And he's explaining to me that with iOS 11, that's the way it is. So, and plus, um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. No one's saying too much yet. But, you know, I, I heard from a couple people. Uh, one, pe- one person was really jazzed. Um, let's see if I can bring this up. They said, um, um, my average, my TV show fan podcast is usually 90 minutes or more and you expect lower completion rates. No, I'm looking at an average of 98% completion rate. So this, this is a, this is huge. And we want to hear from you guys. What are you guys seeing in the stats they've given you so far? And I think we've they've only been collecting since November fourteenth. This at least that's the window we're well, looking I at. Well, I have, yeah, I have stats in my area that 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 are fully built out going back to October eleventh. Really? Yep. The earliest data in any of mine is November fourteenth. Wow. So they must that's have rolled. Not, that's not very much data. Yeah. They must have rolled people in a little bit you know, little bit by little bit. Um, I thought all the stats were coming from the same user agent, iOS 11 from the podcast app. It's basically the, it all looks the same on iOS 11. That usage all looks the same app player. It it looks the same. So 
This is Plus, the, it doesn't doesn't focus on on using terminology to describe a listener. No. It uses terminology like devices. Device, number of devices. Yeah. Yeah. So a a user can have multiple devices. That's right. I've got an iPhone and an I actually two iPads. You yeah. know. So it's it is a bit of a um there's gonna be there's gonna be confusion. And I and I'm just gonna have to take I think we're all gonna have to take some time and see how this data develops and and figure it out because just remember again, this is this is data only strictly from the podcast iOS app. Just the podcast app, their app. On iOS eleven. On right? iOS only. eleven only. Right. Only. So only. this is just a, a very small snapshot. It depends on what the adoption of iOS eleven is. I'm I'm pretty sure it's a pretty high percentage of it. Yeah. Uh is is the adoption. Um, but there's still a lot of older devices out there that are consuming podcasts, even some iPods, I'm sure. Another person <laughs> that we talked to us, I have some of my episodes with over 130% completion rate per device. What does that mean? Repeated Just, unique devices? I think could a, be. It could be. It could be. So you start listening on an, I, on an iPhone and you finish it on an iPod. I, I don't know if that's what that means. I, I don't know either for sure. So agree with you. we'll have to wait until Apple comes out and explains this, but does it mean someone's listened twice on the same device or do they not have their logarithm down very good? And they just say they stopped and they came back and they count that yeah. as two. We don't know, you know, uh, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah I, had, yeah. I had quite a few that were over a hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Plus, I also noticed, I mean, Todd, if you look at this show, uh, what's your percentage of subscribed? Oh, I, I don't have it open right now. I have to look. What was yours? Uh, for the Spreaker Live show, it was 96%. Really? 96% were subscribed? Yep. Oh. Only 4% 4, 4 were not subscribed. Oh, oh, that. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, All right. That's download right there. Wow. Oh, that's, that, that's, that is, that's an article in itself, Rob. Yeah. Yep. You know, and if that holds true across lots of podcaster shows, you know, uh, there's going to be some people that, and that's been pushing this other, yeah, play. Play. It's going to yeah. decimate that. All right, I got to do my two-factor authentication. I'm logging in. Well, as you think about it, the the experience uh, is not a whole lot different than that, right? Uh, just because you subscribe, you're still going into the episode list and right. just play. But it's just a matter of whether or not it's on your device or not is the distinction. Yeah. Sorry, I had my... So I'm logging in now. To the site and my podcast, and I gotta find. So I've got Blueberry Podcast in here too. Let me go down to. Where's the new show? New show? New show? I'm blind as a bat this morning. All right, all right, okay. There, there, there. 
So Todd, on the whole devices question, it does say in the little pop-up window, it says unique devices. It says unique so devices. It says unique devices. So that would tell me that that would be a unique device to a unique user. Would mm, it? I would think so, yes. Or is a unique device a different device, an iPad or versus a iPhone? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Yep. Where the hell is this lo uh, link? Uh, I'm confused. Okay, here's a little little description. It says, data includes devices with iOS 11 or iTunes 12.7 or later. Okay. So I don't know what the latest, what's the latest iTunes software that's out there um yeah i'd have to look okay so here I'm, I'm logging in new media show audio and where do we find the which which menu has the percentage of subscribed it's on your 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 page it says and it's the overview page the overview page yeah where it has the the number of devices, total time listened, yep. and time per device at the very top of the page. Per okay. per show. Per okay, show. I've got time per device, total time listened, devices, but I don't see a percentage where it says subscribe. Oh, 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 oh. It says total time <laughs> okay. listened. Yeah. 99%. Yeah, there you go. 94% is that right? Play, is, is that right? Is that possible? That 99% of the people that listen to this show are yeah, subscribed? Todd. Yeah, Todd, because your audience has been with you for so many years. That's no, this how is this is the new media. Trained. This is the new media show. Oh, this show. This show. Well, I'm sure I mean a lot of people that listen to this show have been listening to podcasts for years. Of course they're going to subscribe. Right? I, I'm, but I, 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 be honest with you, I question that number. I, I'm doubting Thomas here largely because that's a that that's that means everyone that essentially listens to the show is subscribed. Yeah, and I can believe it. I can believe it, Todd. It doesn't surprise me. So that means no one going, no one is going into the podcast iOS app randomly on this show and hitting Probably play. Not. Probably not. We have our. Listener base. All right. So probably, probably right. fairly locked. All right. Let, let, let me back out of here. Let me go to another one. Let's look at, uh, at, uh, okay. So this is a fairly new show, your podcast I do with Mike Dell. 98% subscribed. All right. Let me back out. Let me go look at another one. Um, oh, here's one. Seventy-three twenty-four. Oh, and this is actually a show that um, we're trying to get transferred because a gal in the way way in the beginning was so technologically not um, inclined. She asked me to register the, her show for her, and we're having trouble getting it moved over. I've been sending her screenshots. Seventy-three seventy-three twenty-seven is her show. Let me let me load up a, a the rest of them are all blueberry shows. 
let's go down and look at the PowerPress podcast community podcast. Um, what is that one? 96%. Mm. What else? Oh, let me look at my special media feed. Now, this is a, this should be interesting because this show only has video in it. Oh, it's spinning, 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 spinning. Oh, it's only a video show. 82% subscribed. So, kind of makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. What else do I have in this that I can look at? You got some tech podcast network ones. I'm surprised we'll even have any data. Oh, let's look at the new media show video. <laughs> Not enough data. So there's no data for new media show video. So, uh, so maybe no one subscribed <clears throat> on the video one. You know, so that's, and a lot of people are getting that too. Not enough data. So does that mean that they, yeah. that no one's listening on the app or they don't meet a criteria? Here's a show that's, oh, that one's 88%. So again, if, if these numbers hold true, <laughs> I have to do it, Rob. <laughs> Maybe that's why nobody's talking about it, because their mouth, their jaw <laughs> hit the desk when they saw what was happening. Yeah, I, I mean, my speaker live show, it's only showing uh, six episodes. Yeah, new media show is showing how many episodes? Let's look. Uh, oh, it's got one. Oh, October 16th is the earliest one. Is stuff is starting to backfill. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight episodes. Back to October 16th. So, you know, our, our it, it amazes me, really, even for this show. I'm looking at the, you know, the listing time. And it's 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 pretty simple. They take the number of devices multiplied by the total listening time, and and do an average. I I just need to do the math here and see if that's how they're doing it. So they're probably doing device time, total listening time, um, and then average that, and then give you the average consent. This straight math here. This is, it doesn't look hard. I bet you it's if I run it on the calculator, it'll. Let, let me, matter of fact, let me load a calculator here. We'll do this live. Uh, okay. But I have to say that the, the overall kind of data capture set that's in here is pretty small. Yeah, it, it is small. It yeah. is small. Um, but it does give you some indication. So, you know, this was the thing that really, what, so for me, when it, when I see a device, what that tells me is that's probably a unique IP. They have a UID identifier. They can tell devices on their side that we can't. So yeah. our equivalent of this is a unique IP. So yeah. I told Angelo, I said, uh, you know, I opened up, we can turn on a setting in this, our stats to show the unique IPs. People want that sometimes. And um, I said, let's look at the Delta here between number of devices that they say and the number of unique IPs we have. So um, what I think we may find, and this is, I'm going to 
be very careful in saying this, is that I think once the final analysis is done, um, the folks that like the act of blaming are going to win too because we could see that it, okay, so let's, let's make a statement here. It looks like with the podcast iOS app, those that, at least on our shows, that listen are subscribed. But it doesn't account for all the iOS activity that we're seeing in our stats. So does that mean if I have, let's just use a number. Let's say we have 50 devices being shown um, subscribed to the show and we end up with a number that is um, we're seeing 80 uniques or let's say 120 uniques that means that at least 70 of those uniques are not subscribed and they have listened by actively pushing play so not in the iOS app but on an iOS device so that makes you go, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it's just going to take some time to figure this out. Yeah. Tim says, if, just, I, if I subscribe to, to well, go ahead. Jump in and, it, it, I mean, you just have to jump in and just play around. Go, yeah. go look at the different queries and see what the data shows you. Uh, Tim says, if I, if I subscribe through a third-party app that pulls from Apple, does it show up in these stats? No, it doesn't. This is strictly, again, strictly the iOS podcast app. And here's what's going to happen. People are going to be wanting more now. This, this, is, just, this is just a teaser. Uh, I, I'm not worried about going out of business for people just coming over here and using pod, uh, Apple's podcast stats. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> because it's such a small piece of the entire, yeah, entire look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's a big, big change for Apple though. Yeah. And let me look at this uh, other show here uh, in the trends. Oh, her date doesn't go back very far either. Well, she's got a show that's actually being, must be this this gal has some long tail, so that'll be another thing you'll be able to tell too, Rob, because all these older episodes that you have in your stack, if you start seeing stats on those, that will mean that people are, um, you know, are essentially uh, going back and listen to back inventory, and they also break out devices by country as well. So, did you have any diversity in your country numbers? It uh, looks like only U.S. And it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Maybe that's the only data they're capturing right now. I don't know. Yeah, because all I'm seeing is U.S. as well. Let me go to this yeah. one. Yeah, United States. Was it, oh, no, it says 82%. Oh, see all. Let me click that. Okay. So they don't list them. So I've got... Okay, here's the weird part. So I've got... Um, is this just a number or a percentage? Uh, no, this is by device. Oh, that's interesting. So split between the United States and all. Oh, no, no, no. They include all countries and then the United States. So where's the ratio there? That's about 
about 90% U.S. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. But they Canada's don't. Canada's in there. Yeah, mine doesn't have Canada listed. It just says all countries and United States. Yeah, I went to Canada, and it shows no data is available. Okay. So hmm. if I go to the... If I went to the UK, there's no data available. There's also the ability to pull down. It says in in the trend, and maybe it's out in all these episodes, you've got the ability to do subscribed and not subscribed. So you've got the ability to switch from really? all, yeah, from all from all devices oh. to subscribed and wow, that's weird. Yeah. There's no data. Oh wait. Yeah, I have no data for not subscribe. But you when you're like ninety nine percent, there isn't, right? Let me go back to this other show that has the um I had the big split that were that's in my account. All right, need to pull down. Yeah, their 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 navigation is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I can look at can I look at all shows? Oh, no, I can't. I can't look at a global view. All right, now let's go to this part. So we're just, you know, those of you that are listening, you're like, what the hell are they talking about? Um, I go to a specific, I'll get there this way. All right, then by non-subscribed. Oh, yeah, this person's got a good split. So they've got not subscribed data too. So yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, it's an interesting I think there's going to be a lot of questions. I think people are going to be like, you know, I think there's going to, you know, I, and I'm, I tell my team, <laughs> refer all questions to Apple, you know, and then people are like, who do I contact at Apple? <laughs> Todd, I, if you go to uh, a help area, if you go up to that, that drop down yep. that's right next to the the logo at the very top, the iTunes Connect logo. Yeah. And and click on that drop down and go to help and resources. Okay. I'm in help and resources. Okay. Open that up. There's a video. Oh really? That's there. It's called Podcast Connect Basics. I don't know if it talks about this stuff or not. Okay, is it it's in uh, I'm looking at apps, books, movies, music, TV, podcasts. Is it under Podcast. Okay. Some of this stuff has been in there. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Videos. Let me load this up. All right. I'm just, I'm, I'm scrolling through here real quick. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't see any things for stats in there. Oh, okay. It's an older, yeah. It's an older, older older video. So anyway, that's, I think that's enough on Apple stats now here's the deal folks um this is early and you know everyone is going to be looking this over with uh, a fine-tooth comb um i i think i'm liking this additional data but it definitely doesn't give me it just gives me such a small picture of things at this point i'm i don't know you know how much it's yeah it's so there is a feedback link on that website. So what I would ask is if you are in this system and 
first of all, we have to understand that the the Apple Podcast team. I think we're lucky to have this at this point. Um, so if you do submit them feedback, and there, and again, there's a submit your feedback button at the top of this thing. Please, 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 you know, be constructive. Don't go on blast. <laughs> You know, because uh, a little sugar goes a lot further than a little spice. So, uh, you know, just give them good feedback, uh, constructive feedback. And we'll see where this where this leads. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, what do you, I'm, I'm, it's cool, but I'm, I don't think I'll spend much time in here, to be honest with you. Well, Todd, one thing we didn't talk about <clears throat> was the visibility of being able to see when, um, devices uh drop off during oh the, yeah the duration of playback yeah and that's been really really interesting to see and uh, is, is that under trends or what where's that listed at are you going to each of the episodes oh you have to go to an episode okay yeah so let me take uh the one where we did um let me find when it's dropped off. So let's take the example of the one that was a one hour and 18 minute. We had 80% consumption rate. So let me click on that. Oh, okay. So uh, this show, we lost people. This is weird. Um, this, is really, yes. this is really, wow. So it focuses on um, drop off of devices at different points in the program. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'm starting at the beginning. Lost one within six minutes. Gained one. That's weird. The number went up. Yeah. Okay, down. Okay, at 30 minutes, I went, I lost two. Again, we've got these real high 99% drop off rates. So this is not. You know how you're just losing onesie twosies. Okay, so at about an hour, I lost two. Then again, two. They came, I, it's like they come back. What do they do? Scrub ahead? And then hour 16, from the, from the beginning of the show to the end, I lost nine devices. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, okay, it doesn't give me much, Rob. <laughs> well, the the trend line that I saw with it was over, you know, the data set that I saw with the Spreaker Live Show was um, from the point of start to the point of finish, it was about a 40 to 50% drop off of devices. Really? Was the approximate percentage if you look at the beginning to the end. Uh-huh. So, but when you, when you drop off and then you jump back up, what does that mean? Does that mean people have scrubbed ahead? Because it should be a, it should be like this. It shouldn't be like, mm. instead it goes. Yeah. It's like a jagged line. Yeah. I got the same thing in mind too. So, so I'm not sure what that means. If people are fast forwarding or uh, what they're doing, I so, don't know. So they do have total time listened. Time per device, 
So let me see. This is the, the average time episodes have been listened to per device. So for this episode that I'm looking at, the average listening time was an hour and 18 minutes. How long was the show? The show was an hour 38. On this show, 95% of the devices were subscribed and the average consumption rate on this show was 80%. How much of an episode has been played per device? 80%. So we definitely, but I think our biggest drop was, and again, it's just onesie twosie. So how do you say it's the biggest drop? At about an hour. We, but it was like five devices. So it's, it's not like I have this, 35 devices left, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Let me go to an episode that had, let's look at the episode that had the 134% consumption. <laughs> yeah. And let's look at that one and to figure out how. Okay. Start to finish. We didn't lose anybody. And then we had peaks at about eight minutes. I wonder if someone is telling someone, you need to listen to, you know, eight minutes to 10 minutes or something like that. Because, be. because yeah. they see this bump, you know, a couple of bumps, distinct bumps. And I, we, what we could do, and this is what podcasters should do, is when you see this exceeding 100%, well, it doesn't, no, it's not a, over 100%. It's 100%, but yet, 134% consumption. Okay, I don't get it. This part I don't understand. Because the number never goes over 100%. But yet it says 134% consumption. I'm confused. They're going to have to explain where that number comes from. It must be re-listens or something. I, I don't yeah, know. So when, yeah, so that's how many people are listening is something different than how far they're listening. Right? Yeah. Because again, they're talking about devices, <clears throat> Rob. They're not talking about, they're not talking a, about, about a unique listener. All right. So yeah, it, it is, it is definitely interesting information. All right. Yeah. We want to hear your feedback. What's your confusion? You know, you can email us here uh, real easy, Todd at blueberry.com or Rob at, robgreenly.com or robertspreaker.com. We want to hear what you think about the uh, the analytics in the iTunes Connect. Do you have anything? Is it blank for you? Uh, we got some podcasters I know that's blank, relatively new podcasters. I don't know how big their audiences are. I haven't looked at their stats. But, and it also, one thing I, we don't show here is this over time. They don't show... They don't give you when they listen. There's no data here on to know if they listen five days after you release the episode or, well, yeah, you, can you narrow the time? Let me, yeah, let me narrow the, oh, I can't. Because I can't put a date range in here. I can't go, at least, let me go back to episodes to see if I can change the date. Okay, no, I can't. I can narrow what I see, but the picture they give me is everything. Oh, that sucks. Because I'd like to do a date range. You know what I mean? Do like, just show me December 4th to December 6th. 
I only want to see that period. You can't do that in this system. At least I don't think so. Plus, Todd, there's there's really no visibility in the stats that I've seen that will tell you um, whether or not a downloaded episode has been played. Well, they this is supposed to. This yeah, but how do you kind of isolate that? And that's my understanding is that they're if, if that's the whole purpose of this is to know <clears throat> those that have subscribed if they've actually listened or not or the or at least well it's telling you how many have listened it's not telling you how many are subscribed there i i guess if your subscribe number is really high that that means that the data that you're seeing is data off of downloaded mp3 files right yeah potentially but it, there's no drop down that says this is this is the data for completed downloads. Uh-huh. This is the data for click play experiences. But I guess, I I guess at the end of the day, that the, there is no distinction for the user on whether it's downloaded or playing as progressive download. Eileen asked, "Does this mean that Apple stats are not IAB compliant? These these are not even. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure if you want to report just podcast app subscribers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't tell the whole picture. You know, this is, I don't know how, I think what you use this data for is this goes in your deck. You know, this goes in your deck that over 25 episodes, you know, once this thing gets more data, you're going to say, okay, you can put that chart in there and you can show what the, you know, what your, uh, how long they listen and this is going to build. Uh, this is going to build um, trust with the advertisers. Say yes, we have some ancillary data here, even though it's only one data set of podcast iOS apps. That yes, we know on episode one ninety two, where we talked about smart speakers on the on the episode, that um, at least on the podcast iOS app, um, during the the ad spot at ten minutes. Um, we had X number of devices that listened to that spot. But again, that is just, that is such a s- small number of the total picture of everything. Yeah, it's like a survey sample. Almost. It is. It's a survey. This ex- Yeah, it is a survey sample. Huh. <laughs> but it's a good survey sample. Well, but, it's real data. Yeah. Real data. So... But I, I think there's going to be a, in here, you know, this is, this is the story you're going to, you're going to have to come up with for, and this is going to be part of your sales deck. This is not how you're going to do billing. I'm not going to bill off this, no. but I'm going to be able to sell saying my show, I can have a, I can have an ad at 45 minutes. And I know that 80% of my audience at 45 minutes on average is still listening in the podcast iOS app or 90 or whatever your number is. And this can also help you optimize where to drop the ad. So if I look at the new media show where we did just an hour, I would drop an ad at uh, 10 minutes and I would drop an ad at 25 minutes. 
And then and that would be at like in the 97th percentile of everyone that listened on the podcast app would get the two ads. And you'll see over time where you should do the drops. But it's it also, also, yeah, it also points out um, the importance of subscriptions. Still. Yeah, absolutely. And it also, I, okay, so now when I'm down at the end, when I'm at the 53, 54, 55 mark, I know that at least on episode 192, uh, we were down to 70%. So doing a post roll at that point probably is not going to get as much bang for the buck. So this is where you have to start planning your show, okay? Put a teaser in at the beginning. At the end of the show, <laughs> I've got a yeah. giveaway or I've got a, something special to tell you or whatever it may be. Give them incentive to listen to the end. I, yeah. I think this is going to be big on people planning their shows. They're going to see where, where they're being effective and where they're not. From my data, then I'm looking at here, Rob, we have to change nothing. <laughs> we're doing okay. Yeah, huh? we're doing fine. Oh, here it is. Here it is. On the trend line, device by episode. Okay, okay, here. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So let me pick uh, episode 190. Oh, all right. Oh, this is a curve that is very familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. The, the episode dropped on, this is fantastic. Oh, beautiful. On November 23rd, the episode dropped and it went just like this. <laughs> it, it, it take a hobby, hockey stick, folks, lay it on the floor to it. So the edge is up and this is, this is a classic consumption. So this show has its highest burn in the first people listen within the first five days and then it's onesie twosies uh-huh uh-huh that trend line is i love trend lines let's go back let's look at another episode so that what the first 48 hours uh, well it, here here's my saying 90 percent of podcasts get 90% of their lifetime downloads within the first 96 hours of their show. Uh, the new media show, 24, 48, 72, 96. Oh, uh, where's that next number? Um, the new media show gets 90% of their lifetime downloads within the first 110 hours of the podcast. <laughs> let me go okay let me go back and look at this uh other show that has a little bit longer tail that i think has a longer tail i click on that trends oh this is interesting but when was this oh let me get it to one that's consumed on there was okay so here's a show um that Run okay, same thing, but this shows seven days one day, two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, seven, oh, eight, nine. This shows nine days. They get nine, they get 99% of their down, nine, 95% of their downloads within the first, yeah, six or seven days of the, or nine, nine or ten days of their show episode being out. So you're gonna be able, you're gonna know what the effective burn on your show is by 
you know, this is going to, this is going to, this crosses over to exactly what we see in our stats. Well, it also will expose the shows that are evergreen content and oh, ones that are not. Sure. Too. Sure. You know, I mean, ones that can sustain significant downloads over a longer period of time yeah. are going to be valued more by everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, what about failed or incomplete downloads that are downloaded? That's we don't know. You know, we see uh, at least in our system, Rick, we're able to re-piece them together when they come back and grab the rest later. So we do that for corporate clients. We don't do that for our podcaster client, our our you know our five dollar a month accounts. Those accounts, if if well, it's still within a 24-hour period, we, we look at it. So if someone comes back after 24 hours and, and, and gets the rest of it, that would be a two. That we look at a 24-hour period and don't count the IP. You know, we look, we look at that. You know, the new IEB metrics, maybe this is a good segue. The, um, the version yeah. two of the IEB podcast metrics are on the street. And... Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, Rob, this was, this was a, it was a year's worth of work. Um, did you read it? Did you get a chance to go through it? Yeah, I scanned it a little bit. I yeah. didn't spend a lot of time with it yet. Yeah, it's 11 pages. And um, let's see here, where's, and uh, let me just give you an idea um, here who worked on this. ACAS, AdGear, AdLarge, AdWiz, Art19. Of course, I never heard an Art19 person in a meeting. Audible, Blog Talk Radio, CBS, Condé Nast, Cox Media, Cyber Communications, Digital Advertiser Consortium, Double Verify, ESPN, Libsyn, Midroll, Minnesota Public Radio, NPR, New York Public Radio, Nielsen, Pacific Content, Pandora, Podcast One, PodTrack, Raw Voice, Blueberry Rhythm, One, Seismic, Slate, Triton Digital, Westwood One, Wide Orbit, and Wondery were the uh, companies that contributed to the document but i'm going to tell you there's about six or seven companies in here that were on every call uh battling this document out really word for word um i think there's a couple things in here that are really critical um that podcast hosting companies are going to have to really look at and see if they're you know if they're doing and they this document goes a lot farther a lot farther to getting everything um, really defined down to uh, the nitty gritty here on uh, time frames, taking into account stuff like, um, you know, you're not the, the ID3 tag where you've got the header information. You have to make sure that you can read beyond the, uh, um, you know, if a person has a 1.2 meg, album art stuck in their ID3 tags. You need to know how big that is to get beyond one meg beyond the, uh, um, the download of that initial data before you can count all, you know, all that stuff. Uh, the iOS 11, uh, byte zero, um, request that is made, uh, that can't be counted. All kinds of little, uh, little things here that, um, we weren't able to get in document one, did get into document two. Talks about tying user agents and time periods. And um, this this really goes a long ways. Uh, I'm I'm pretty pleased uh, with this document and in, in the way it stands. And then 
basically folks that do things any different than this doc have to explain in a public document uh, or, or asked to in a public document uh, lay out exactly what, how they do things different and why, why are they deviating from this and, uh, you know, or do you go deeper? Is there more information? Is there more filtering? Is there more things that you do can, that, um, that you can get data? We even learned a couple things on, on this, um, on this exercise because I went back and said, can you get this? And, and, uh, and we had some surprises ourselves. So we even taught some old dogs, new tricks on this, this go around here. But, uh, and then we talk about bots and bogus requests and preventing fraud and, um, threshold levels, the threshold level. This was, this was a hard one to get through. <laughs> there was probably a whole, you know, a whole hour spent on three sentences. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, um, so Todd, I'm now on this group now, but oh, you are. since I've been on this group now, I, there hasn't been any calls or meetings. So I, I haven't January. been able to participate. January. So, yeah. January, they'll start. The next round, next. Oh, so there is going to be a V three. Oh, there we're going to talk in January what we're going to do for the year. But I can tell you this: certification is in the is in the pipeline. That's that's going to be a big part of year three. Okay. Okay. And there's going to be some, uh, for a better word, guinea pigs that are going to submit their data, write a check, and uh, the IB Tech Lab I think is going to be going in and and doing certification now you know here's they're going to ask why is mrc not going to do certification um too expensive well number one it's it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars at a minimum to do an mrc certification annually annually and then um they have said that they are not going to certify um server side stuff you have to have client side data to get a certification out of MRC. Wow. Yeah. But there is no client side. The only client side stuff is the stuff that Apple has released and that's not enough to, you know, who will all go broke if we just bill on that. Yeah. So, uh, client side isn't coming for a long time, a long time, a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no practical way to do it. No, no, it's and you know, and and and, and you know, Apple hasn't even promised if they're going to. You know, they hinted that they may make this data available via API, and we might be able to sometime next year pull this data back with an. You know, there's going to have to be an authentication process. The podcaster's going to have to get permission. You know, so it's going to be. You know, we'll see where this goes. But there's still ownership issues, you know, like I've got a, a, a podcast show in my account that I can't get moved, you know, and so there's a lot of that going on. Some of us were early, you know, my Geek News Central audio program, I don't have access to it. It's it's in a it's often some never never land. It's uh, in some database. It's. But- or some, because it was, I was early. I submitted the show day one that iTunes was available. So for those yeah. of us that were in that case, we didn't even put an email address in at the time. Yeah. It was yeah. just submit. 
You know, there was no account. There was no Apple account then. So again, that's where, where is that? You know, who knows what, where that feed is or where that. So I can't even look at my own show yet. My back channel access hasn't got it fixed. Then what someone has got front channel, no back channel access. Yeah, so they're going to have to figure that out. And I have continued to ask for clarification from them too. And I don't think they have a solution yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good document. I've been kind of kind of reading more in it while you've been talking. And, it's... and it builds upon last year's, you know. And uh, yeah. there was some stuff that didn't make the document. You know, it just, we couldn't come to an agreement on a couple of things. Um, but I think overall, I'm, you know, I'm very happy to have our name on this thing. And, you know, and I think to, to Rob's point, you, you know, you guys are members and, you know, you're now back in the committee and with the combination of blog talk and, and Spreaker. So yeah. I, I think that if you are hosting somewhere, and you're with a company that, uh, you know, is claiming or is uh, got statistics and, and they've got any type of size. You, you need to be asking them why, why they're not participating. Now, it's a big check. <laughs> it's a painful check to write. Membership is not free in the IEB. Oh, it's not. No, you know, and it depends on your ad sales. That's how they determine it. Whatever your ad sales is, is and it go there's this chart, <laughs> and you, you know you you announce your you send them a you know a certification of what your ad sales were for the year, and then they send you your invoice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the way we looked at it is, is there from the very beginning, it, we have to protect the independent podcasters' interest. So, you know, yeah. I give kudos to PodTrack and to Libsyn and, uh, of course, us being in there. And and then, you know, because you look at all the corporate behemoths that are in there, um, you know, they're all do their own thing in their own ways. But you've got Acast, you've got, well, they're not actually uh, that big, but AdLarge, you've got AdWiz, you know, you got Audible, you've got uh, Condé Nast, Cox Media Group, you know. Um, you've got uh, public radio in there. And even though their shows make up a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of the global number of podcasts, um, when you have the name of uh, Cox Media behind you, (laughs) you know, um, and little Todd from Raw Voice Blueberry, you know, it, but they, I don't think they were, they may have done stuff behind the scenes. Again, there was, uh, there's 10, 15 total that were, you know, actively in these calls. I wasn't, Angela was. You know, I listened in sometimes and there was an important meeting, but. Did you uh, hear from anybody specific in the calls from Pandora? Because I see that they're on the list. I don't remember them again. I, I don't want to speak out of turn. They may or may not been. Sometimes people uh, okay. called in and just listened, yeah, you know, sure. and didn't add sure. to their, add their voice. They may have done it back channel to Emmett and, uh, and Steve. So, uh, Pandora but, seems to be taking an interest more in the podcasting space again. That's good. So, yeah, we'll see. 
but I think for most podcasters, they're going to read this thing and their eyes are going to glaze over. But Spotify's not on here, though. Uh, no, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> and the other big one that's missing is uh, Google. iHeart's not in there either. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Google participated one year. They were in there. That's right. But they weren't yeah. in very many meetings. They were only in a few. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Google's a member of the IEB. Yeah. So they could have someone in here. Next time I talk to him, I'll, I'll ask him about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just so everyone knows. Sorry, something went wrong. Oh, that was nice. Did you hear that, Rob? Yeah, it was my, oh, my device. It was your, it was your C-O-R-T-A-N-A device. I think that's who I yes, heard. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. So we're through this. We're through the, you know, it's like, gosh you know you get down to the point where like I, I read the document and i read it again and i read it in the airplane again and i read it and i oh i saw one word <laughs> and i said i said damn it do we want to use that word and i said that could be construed and i said why don't we use this word so we were down to like single word changes on this thing <laughs> And I, you know, who knows stuff may have gotten missed, but you know, people are, people are, when they're looking for loopholes or they're looking to pick holes at something, they will, they will take this minutest little thing and, and tear it apart. So, I'm not saying there isn't, uh, you know, there's, there's room here for more, but I guess we'll see, see what happens with the, uh. Next year with yep. the certification and all that. Yep. They get this. So Todd, yeah. So the whole topic of uh, if podcasts have a discovery problem popped up. <laughs> Did, wasn't that a beautiful article? Yes. Oh my God. I could almost Seth see. Is, uh, you know, actually I got asked that question a long time ago. It took a long time for that article to come out. It did, but I almost looked at the I looked at the person's name and their affiliation, and I almost knew the response. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, um, if you haven't, if all of you haven't read this, you've got to, because <laughs> clear to see the trend line. Clear to they, see the trend line. Yeah. And again, corporate agendas, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, if you don't think there's agendas in the podcasting space. <laughs> read that and, and, if, and I'll give uh, let, let's exclude all the podcasters that were in there let's just look at the company executives and um, who they work for and look at the responses I think it's I think it's incredibly telling <laughs> although a couple of people went off script I was actually kind of surprised oh oh I wonder if I wonder if that got approved by HQ <laughs> And a couple of them, I'm not sure, totally understood the question. <laughs> yeah. So, it's on, what was on Rain News? Where, where was that at? Uh, not Rain Jacob's News. Jacob's Media. Jacob's Media, that's right. Media.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're doing good things. So, yeah, if you go over there and read that, that was that was a good one. I was just like, oh, 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 oh. It was, yeah. So, uh it's just it almost tells you where the battle lines are drawn 
<laughs> well, you know, I think that the battle lines are drawn around those that have been around the podcasting space for many, many years yeah. and those that are relatively new. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I saw. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> it's either that or the, the more, you know, guys like you and I or whatever, uh, I could go through the, the list and identify who was taking the position that there wasn't a discovery problem. Right. And you look at the folks in there that say that there's a discovery problem. Yep. Uh, and then there's a few others that will kind of like caveat that. They'll say, well, there's a, there's a discovery problem because it's just like books and TV and music. There's too much content and people can't find what's good. You know, there's yeah. all these little spins on this topic. Uh, but it's at the end of the day, uh, the vast majority of people that come in here commented that there was not a discovery problem. It was more of a, a podcaster not being discovered problem. Right. So not a listener discovery problem. Yeah. So, so, uh, Rob, I've got a confession to make. Okay. I'm, I'm very close to leaving windows. Ah, I did see that post on Facebook. I was interested in that. So I, I did determine what my problem was at uh, five forty something this morning. Oh, okay. But it it's still <clears throat> it, it's just little things. I had uh, an update, the fall update, come in, and it you know it does the thing it does his update, and I, I I leave the computer alone, and I come in and you know I, I I did my show on Thursday. And I uploaded it. And the first thing I do is I always go on my website and I, I double check. I just click on the player and the, in each the, the video and the audio, it's just, you know, 13 years I have it. I know it's there. I know it's going to play, but I just do it. Right. Yep. And I clicked on it and they didn't play. I'm like, huh, browser problem. So I load another browser. Same thing. Click on them. They load like the first 10 seconds and they don't play. And I'm like, what's going on? I uh, download the media and I, I load it and it doesn't play. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of using some expletives at this time. You know, I'm cussing at the computer because there was a couple of YouTube videos I wanted to watch too. I was done that day. So I, you know, I turn right here and there's a, you know, my Mac pros right there and what I watch the chat room in and I travel with this and, and I load it up but I mean, it played. Well, I, I was frustrated and I, I went to bed and I didn't have time to mess with it yesterday. And this morning I'm looking. So I load the audio window up and I do the, in Windows where you can do a test. Yeah. And I don't hear the ding. It's not dinging. Uh, and I'm like, what's going on? So I go to audio properties and default has now been, the audio out's been set to a black magic card I have in the device instead oh. of the line out in the back of the computer. Yeah. So I changed the default to the line out on the back of the computer and voila. It works. It works. Yeah. This thing. Okay. I, this is ridiculous. If Windows doesn't have an audio, a good audio source to go out, it won't play the audio or video. It physically, you won't even see the, the minute number progress. Wow. It breaks the whole thing, right? Breaks the whole thing. Yeah. You know, if it had kept playing, 
If it had just, the counter would have kept counting, 0, 2, 0, 3, 0, 4. I'm like, oh, there's no audio. I would immediately went to the audio thing and said, oh, well, yeah, it's not selected. Duh. Click, click, and I'm on. But no, yeah. the, the counter stopped counting. Yeah. It's crazy. It, and, and the, you know, there's a 12-gauge shotgun with buckshot. <clears throat> You and were tempted, weren't I, you? My yes. This it's just I don't ha, I don't have. Be honest with you, I don't have time for BS. I don't have time. Every computer is going to give you trouble. You know, it doesn't matter. If I can go to Mac, and two weeks I'll have something with it having a problem. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw it out the window. It's a flying Windows computer. You know, it's a good yes. computer. Too, you know, so it's yeah. been, it's been spared a little bit, but uh, I saw those new iMac Pros, and oh, I was just you know chomping at the bit, you know, and I went over there and logged in and looked at the Apple, a beautiful you know space gray, and I said, okay, let me configure this bad boy and click, 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 and here's the features I want, click, 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 and thirteen thousand dollars, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking. 13, do you know what kind of a Windows machine I can buy for $13,000? Yeah, that'd be quite or a machine. How, or how many machines I can buy for $13,000? Yeah, you could probably buy 13 of them. <laughs> what kind of crack are they smoking over there? $13,000. Now you know why I'm on Windows, Todd. I mean, I did spend $2,000 on my Surface tablet. Oh, okay, that 2000 I understand. I'm doing, if you're doing video editing and stuff like that, 1600 1700 yeah. bucks is, you know, that's right yeah. where we're at. Yeah. You know, I've got a Mac Pro here that was about two grand. <clears throat> the machine yeah. here that's beside me, the desktop, it's three, four years old. It was seventeen, eighteen hundred 1800 bucks. The trash can I use for video editing, you know, that was the most expensive computer that's wasn't the most expensive one I've ever bought, but it's the most expensive one in the studio. And the, the, the video processing time between the trash can and my new Mac Pro is like a minute. You know, so that's the performance edge now between the Mac Pro and the trash can. The, the Mac Pro. Okay, it's it's it looks like a trash can. I know, I I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. It's just funny that you call it a trash can. <laughs> so you know, and that machine's a 2013 machine. So it's you know it's, but yeah, you know, I think you pay probably like forty nine hundred bucks for that. I, thing, I pay close you? to uh, maybe a little more, maybe close to six because I I when six. I when I okay. buy them, I buy everything I can with them. And then I run them until they explode. <laughs> yeah, exploding trash cans. Yeah, That's you know, exciting. I want to, you know, to be honest with you, from a business perspective, you want to get as many years out of it as you can, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. six grand. You know that bad boy. It, you know it better be six, seven, eight years before I need to replace it. But I, you know, after you know, it was dealing with this Windows issue. I'm thinking, that might give me an excuse, but I can't. I can't justify that kind of money for a desktop computer. I might buy a regular iMac, but the base unit, $5,000 probably is a great machine, probably better than anything we've got sitting here. But if you're going to buy a performance computer, you get all, you get all the upgraded 
processors, you, you know, you do all that stuff to in the 13. Okay. I can understand like a thousand or $1,500 in upgrades, but $8,000 in upgrades. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. It's a, I mean, that's, it's $13,000. That's, you know, for most people, that's more than their, uh, their house payment for a whole year. You know, it's yeah. for a computer. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. And yet there are fanboys out there that have already smacked their credit card because they have to have it. Yeah. So we are doing something new in the studio. I, I, I don't know if, I don't think you can see it. I wonder if I can show it with this camera. Let me see here. Let me bring this up on the side and turn you. Oh, wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. Okay, so, uh, no, maybe not. Let me zoom out. Can I see this? Nope, I can't. So, Rob, officially, we are now uh, one camera away in the studio from being a completely um, IP-based system. So, we I only have one camera left wow. in the studio that is um, non-IP-based. So I have uh, two cameras here, 2.2 Zoom cameras that are uh, NDI supported with new tech. So we've replaced two cameras and now I've moved the camera that used to be center shot is over here, but I got two exact cameras on the right. So everything is being fed. There is no cable, physical video cable. There's no power cable. Everything goes one cable, land cable, two a POE switch and it's all IP based. So yeah, everything that we've been doing today, the video has been sent over the network. So, um, these cameras are, yeah. the, these two are, are pretty close balance. Well, I know that one, this one and this one. So you can see the color balance is pretty close between the yeah. two. So you're coming in via IP. So I think we've got to think of it. So, and we're up on two streams. So I think we've got that kind of figured out. Yeah, I think that the video quality looks better too. It definitely is better. Yeah, I, I there's a little bit of a, a one. I think we've got it. I'm up to maybe four frames in post-processing so that I used to have to slide the audio to the right three frames. Now I think I have to slip to four. That was kind of expected. Uh, but it's really maybe three, three and a half frames, um, on lip sync to, and unless you're like looking really close, you can't see it anyway. You might be a little bit of a, of a lag, but, um, yeah. overall I'm knock on wood. Uh, I think I'll be the first podcaster to have an almost in completely IP based publishing platform. I mean, we beat Leo. Leo is, uh has not switched from wired to uh, NDI yet. So, of course, he's got 60 cameras to replace. I only had three. <laughs> and at 2500 bucks a piece, you don't replace those very quickly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's it expensive. Yeah, it gets real expensive. So, yeah. all right, I think I'm on the right camera now. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there we go. I, I'm, I, mean, I, I actually got them backwards. I got to renumber them. So anyway, uh, have we covered everything? And we're not going to end up being three hours. No, I don't think so. I think we did cover pretty much all the big stuff. And I think the talking is helping you. You're sounding better. 
Yeah. It, it has. I've been drinking water too. Yeah. Yeah. Pile that helps. Pile it on. It so, helps a little bit. So I do have a question for the audience out there. Any of you that are using, uh, um, what are you guys using for KVM these days? What the hell is that? I don't think that's my house. Someone's smoke detector went off. Um, so what are you guys using now for KVMs between, how, how many of you have both Windows and, 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 and Macs in your house and you're flipping between two of them? Are you, what kind of a, are you just using USB switch box now these days or, or what are you using? I'm kind of curious. So, um, there's no Macs in this house. I don't think there would be, you know, but uh, we're gonna have to work on that. <laughs> you know, I'm an eco opportunity basher. Next week I'll be mad at the, when, at the, at the, hey, Macs. there's, there's talk now that Microsoft could could be the uh, first company to hit a trillion dollar valuation. Well, they're definitely not doing it on selling hardware. <laughs> they're helping. That's true. And, That's true. And their cloud is adding to their bottom line too. So, yeah. but the cloud stuff is pretty uh, pretty exciting. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, um, Rick says. Uh, it's like buying a $1,200 Gucci handbag, about $20 pays for a bag. The rest pays for the sewing on a Gucci label. Yeah, I agree. Tim says Todd needs another touchpad. And yeah, so what we've got here, Tim, is this is a top monitor, bottom monitor, and this is another <clears throat> Mac that's not being used. So I know you can see those in the background there. Um, Eileen says, I only have Mac. And the reason I didn't go with Mac, and I'll never go with Mac for the audio recording, is the Mac is far less superior on audio quality than than the <clears throat> PC, and it's largely because PCs still have um, a true amplifier. Um, of course, some people are just doing USB now too, so that doesn't matter. But it used to be when you did a direct connection into the PC, um, yeah. they had a true amplifier, and then the Macs had a digital one. But if you're just doing over a USB bus and that's kind of mute um, at this point. But uh, I feed this machine with uh, Firewire that's over here doing the audio recording. But I still, I'm, a, I'm much more happy with running the audio recordings on the on the PC. Todd, I, I saw a uh, comment um, in Twitter from Jim Harold, who's a longtime podcaster. Uh, it, he was... He, he tweeted a response to the discoverability article. Yeah. Uh, and he wrote, uh, I think the hidden idea here is that all these little, a little indies are too prominent and gumming up the works for the real pros. Thus the need for curation and funneling podcasts into walled gardens where we can keep those pesky indies out what <laughs> i think he's being uh i think he's being a little facetious here but i think that's the message that he was getting from the the other guys right what what is his twitter handle uh them the jim Harold. so he actually replied to my tweet about that discovery um, yeah, yeah. From Jacobs Media. Yeah. So. So, do you think he was being tongue in cheek, or do you think he uh, was serious? Yeah. 
Well, I think he's serious from the standpoint that 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 he thinks that those folks in there are, are taking that perspective. I think Rob there was a yeah. Rob replied to it, and he had flames in quotes affirmation to all indie podcasters because we are pretty awesome. That is all, and at the Jim Herald is pretty. Oh, so I'm reading it here. Yeah. Oh, he's and he does say just a podcaster since 2005. So he is saying it tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's saying what what the unwritten perspective is. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that the the indies need to be funneled into, you know, need to keep the indies out because they're they're messing up right the you know, the waters for the real pros. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that, they hate it. That kinda, they, ha- they hate the indies. Yeah, they. That's kind of the underlying message. And, and there's certain there are certain podcast writers that only talk about public radio related type shows. They 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 got their nose so far up their bunghole that they that's all they can see. They don't see the rest of the space. Well, because those <laughs> folks are the real pros, Todd. We're the problem children out here oh oh man gumping up gunking up the works as they say uh, yeah and not even you know and what's funny is not even acknowledged sometimes not even <laughs> i laugh about it it's kind of funny it used to really make me mad but you know now it's just like yeah of course <laughs> you know there you they don't want to even even indicate there's anybody on the outside and, and what's you know it's how does when okay so the, the public radio folks spoke about rad and how we need to have rad be adopted and i don't know if we talked about this on the last show but how does well if, if you hung around you hung around for a good rant here how does a group that has less than one half let's use it 0.25 of 1% of the entire podcasting space shows how, you know, in public radio, you shall adopt this because we are God. <laughs> well, Todd, and, and it even goes beyond that. It's, it's like there's people out there saying in articles that NPR is the biggest podcaster in the world. Oh, yo, you're and right. it's like, really? Right. You don't I, know what you're talking about. They ought to check on ESPN. <laughs> NPR has, let, let, let me put it this way. It's not to depreciate what NPR does. I think no. they, they do do terrific podcasts, Yeah, but they only have 40 podcasts. That's all they have. <laughs> they are not the biggest podcaster in the world. And I can't, Sorry. And, and because of my NDA, I can't say how many podcasts ESPN or how big they are, but I can absolutely assure you they are one of the biggest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of ones that just popped the hit, popped yeah. to my mind right away. That yeah. would be, that could be the yeah, biggest. Yeah, there's, there's one. That'd be net- like BBC is one. There's another network. Um, yeah, there's another network yeah. has six hundred shows, six hundred, almost seven hundred shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even even iHeartRadio uh, is bigger than that. Oh my God, does iHeart have their own shows? Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that's funny. But I mean, those those shows that are done by their radio stations, if you're counting those too, 
So I guess what there needs to be is because there's companies out there making claims that they're like the second largest podcast. You know, oh yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, who, who, who? I my first question was, yeah. I saw the name. I was like, I had to Google them. I didn't know who they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, there needs to be some sort of a common metric for this, right? Yeah. I mean, what is the biggest? It, what qualifies the biggest? The most shows, the most sales, the most. Uh, yeah. What is it? Yeah, right? and, and just like the PodTrack top list every month, you know, okay, oh, it's it's, it's it's okay. I love Mark and and the guys over there, but it is so much bullshit. Oh my god! Well, it's just a, it's just a sampling of the space. of their shows. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's okay. It's, it, I mean, it's great that they're actually trying yeah. to put something together yeah. like that. Yeah, but. But you, but you, you can't portray it as something that you know, is actually inclusive are, of the whole space. These are the biggest, yeah. you know, and, it's not. and then pressure third parties. Well, if you want to, you, you have to use our stats if you want in this list. <laughs> yeah, right. So all it is, is a marketing vehicle to get more people to, on their stats. That's all that is, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, you know, I, Todd can come out with a top 10 list too. And then, you know, Rob and Rob and Rob and, you know, and everyone, yeah. that's not a yeah. top 10 list. <laughs> they should say this is pod tracks top 10. If they did that, I yeah. wouldn't be so bent. <laughs> uh, we had quite the discussion. It got, kind of got heated one time about their, their list and how they portray it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all friends, but I stated yeah. my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, so yeah, it's, it's, and we didn't even cover all the other, there's a lot of news, a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, you definitely follow podtopod.com. They're, they're, you know, they're on top of, uh, you know, syndicating a lot of the content out there. Uh, the podcasternews.com site, uh, they're doing a lot of uh, original articles about, you know, different stuff that's going on in the space too. So, um, you know, that's a way to, to kind of keep abreast of what's, uh, what's happening. So did you hear about these, uh, the 2017 discover pods? Uh, I, I did. In matter of fact, we, uh, to do awards, yeah, they, a new podcast awards. Yeah. They, and, and that, uh, that team's well-intentioned. They did a good job. I, you know, I, I think there's plenty of room for, um, for, and I didn't even look at the winners. I guess they announced them. So let me actually bring that screen up. And yeah, I think it's a call. Was it? Uh, it's a call for nominations started on October twentieth. Yeah. So um, they were. We had done some tweeting for them to talk about it. Um, yeah. But let's see here. Who won? Uh, best overall podcast, S Town, runner up WTF. Uh, that's why, you know, here's the deal. A lot of the same. Best new podcast, S Town, runner up Ear Hustle. Ear Hustle is a good show. Best podcast episode, again, S Town, runner up Dan Carlin. See, these are a lot of the same shows again and again. Most innovative podcast, Case File, runner up Ear Hustle. Desert Island podcast. I don't know what that means. True Crime Garage Runner Up This American Life. By the way, This American Life will never uh, email. I have all of This American Life's trophies still. 
Uh, oh, People's Choice, Small Town Murder, Runner Up, Wine and Cut. They shouldn't use that. Uh, I may have to send them a note on that category. Best Production Company, NPR, Runner Up, Radiotopia, Best True Crime Podcast. Again, S-Town, some of the same. These are repeats, repeats. Again, a lot of NPR, a lot of NPR focus here. Yeah. Where's the indies? Where's the independent podcast there, Discover Pods? A lot of these shows I've never listened to. Yeah. But I don't consume a lot of NPR content yeah. either. But that's also, it's a sign of the diversity of the industry right now, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different shows that yep. not everybody listens yep. to. And there's a flavor for, that's the best thing, from uh, from uh, A to Z, there's a topic for everybody. <clears throat> yep. I don't think there's basket weaving yet, but. Uh, yeah. We sure talk about it a lot, though. <laughs> there should be. Yeah. Somebody needs to do it. The underwater basket weaving is the favorite one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the actual, that's one of our test sites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but uh, hey, we, uh, I, I didn't realize this, but you guys actually put something in your system that allows uh, people that want to use our stats on your system. I, I, I didn't even realize you guys did that. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as far as a redirect. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. Yep. And I said, I told Mike was talking to me about this. I said, well, you, you can't do it over there. So, no, no, they've, they've had that in for a while. I'm like, really? <laughs> he says, yeah, we have a page on the website. And I'm like, well, I'll have to thank Rob. So um, We just snuck it in on you. Yeah, talk. yeah. If we could just get Podbean to do that, you know. If we could just get them to, to, to work. We've got so many shows over there that want to do ad deals, but they're they're locked into their stat system and can't. So anyway, that's for another story. Um, all right. I think we're about run out of here. We're probably losing people on our podcast stats. Yeah. <laughs> it's dropping fast. So uh, everyone that's listened to the show, we want to hear your feedback on the, what are you seeing? What are you disgruntled about? What do you like? What insights are you gaining from the new metrics that Apple has provided? Or do you have not enough data? <laughs> like, you know, like some shows, uh, some shows do. But I, I do have to show something off, Rob. I, I put a call out on my show for a specific item. And uh, I had no success in securing one on my own. And I missed out on their first version. But, but look what I got. Do you know what that is? Oh, it's a a Super Nintendo. Classic edition. This is uh, the hottest, hardest to get item. (laughs) This is, and my my son's begging me, let me open it up. Let me, I said, no. (laughs) No, you're going to keep it in the box. Well, no, we're going to play it, but I'm going to very carefully unpack it and uh, make sure nothing gets jacked. And then when we get done, we're very carefully going to put together, I'm not going to sell it, but um, this was, was a score. And uh, I just paid regular retail for it. Someone's able to get an extra one in a bundle deal. Of course, Nintendo's saying they're going to make enough for everybody, but yet they're the scarce, the scarcest item. You you can't get it. Good luck. 
you know, so I, I didn't get the first one cause I wanted the, the, the classic and I, I, I missed out on it. So, and I, again, I'm not a gamer, but these type of little classic edition things really intrigue me. Did you get your Christmas shopping done yet? No, of course not. Mine's done. I got two cameras here. So I, I think I've got enough for 10 Christmases, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my Christmas shopping is done. Uh, I don't know what to, my wife wants the Apple watch and, uh, but how do you go buy the Apple watch for her without her being there to see what color and band and, you know, I, I, maybe I just get the gift certificate for her to go get one. I mean, do they sell yeah. a gift certificate that big at Apple? Possibly. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Or maybe a couple. Uh, yeah. But um, also, here's something I want to remind people. Um, and just because I forget about it. If you have a credit card that you're getting points on, um, some of those credit cards have, and this is just a public service announcement here. Some of those credit cards, the points expire over time. And uh, I cash mine in and Amazon gift cards. So that instead of getting cash, I got $250 in Amazon gift cards. So take your points on your credit cards and get those things cashed in or, you know, because don't let them, don't let them push off the other end. Not all credit cards expire, but or credit card points expire, but some do. If you have a credit card that it is of that type, so yeah, cool, cool, okay, all right, Todd. everyone, thanks for being here. Todd at blueberry.com or at Geek News on Twitter. Rob, uh, Rob at robgreenlee.com or Rob at spreaker.com. So it's a great place to get me. And thanks for fighting through the uh, sore throat and hope it didn't make it better and uh, hope you're feeling better. Uh, as, and you th the thing to look forward to, Rob, is you've knocked it out. You've had your cold. You're good for the rest of the winter. That's right. Yeah. I can't catch another one. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, until you go to Vegas for uh, CES. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Vegas for CES. I'm just going to NAB. Yeah. And we've had a lot of people on um YouTube today, thanks for being with us on YouTube. We've had a good good crowd on YouTube today. So uh, don't forget, we're at newmediashow.com forward slash live as well. But uh, we'll see everyone next time here on the New Media Show. Everyone take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.